This is At The Turn. It's time for discussion and interviews about the world of golf you won't hear anywhere else. Here are your hosts, Nick Heidelberger and Joe Simons. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of At The Turn. Nick and Joe with you. We're here to solve the epidemic of slow play. Nick, are you prepared to lay out your case for how we're going to solve this problem in the game of golf? I've got some suggestions. I wouldn't say, like, <clears throat> I'm going to solve it, right? Because that's it's too much pressure. Right. I, I don't want all the, the, the negative haters coming at me. Um, but I, I've got some suggestions. Okay, so we're starting the conversation. There's obviously a lot of conversation coming out of the Masters, Patrick Cantlay. There's a reappraisal of him and just basically everything going on in terms of slow play in the game of golf. Before we get to that, I have to remind you to please rate and review the podcast. Nick, I've made a decision off mic, which I've not talked to you about yet. People Hmm. are still posting reviews with how many cuts Tiger Woods is going to make in 2023. So I think we're going to stick with that as the promotion. Let us know how many cuts Tiger is going to make in 2023. He's two for two so far. If you're correct, if you're close, if you Enter a review with how many cuts Tiger's going to make. You have a chance to win a box of Piper golf balls. Joe, I, I, are you sure they're not just predicting how many greens I'm going to hit? And they're just putting like <laughs> three or four or five. And, and you're like, this must be the number of cuts Tiger's going to make. And it's, no, that's, I think that's the number of greens Nick is going to hit. As complicated as that promotion is with Tiger making <laughs> cuts and you don't have to get it right. I think the amount of greens and regulation that you hit combined over the course of two mm-hmm. months was too complicated for the patrons to deal with. So it's please leave. About. It is. Leave your review in Apple Podcasts with how many cuts Tiger Woods is going to make in 2023. But that takes us to an exciting segment on At The Terror. It's time for the GUR Report. It's brought to you by T-Box Coffee. Use promo code TURN15 at checkout for incredible savings. Cold brew season is almost here. Stock up at T-Box Coffee using promo code TURN15 at checkout for great savings. Nick, you played golf today. How did it go? Did we add to the GURs? Well, I think we have to get caught up on the GURs from your trip out here. Yeah. You know what? Before we do that, let me let me pause this segment real quick. How upset was your wife that I literally spent three nights in your house? We host a podcast together. I saw the space where you record, and we opted not to record a podcast in person while I was there because Lacey was she was confused, didn't really understand how that could happen. And I'm curious if your better half had any input on that. Well, ultimately, it came down to a decision of do I go to seven grocery stores and try to find a very specific candy order for Easter for an, an event that Ashley had planned like the, in the coming hours? Uh, or do I tell her that's unreasonable and sit down with you and record a podcast? And that is why we did not record a podcast. So I had to leave for Boston, uh, Logan Airport in Boston halfway through this candy adventure. I never got the conclusion. Did you find the specific Easter candy that you needed to? Um, no. I didn't. I did not find the specific. I got. Damn I think it. I got some stuff that was that was close enough. Okay, so you're yeah. in the ball. I, 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 so the request was for like a big bag of little bags of Swedish fish That's right. and uh, of something else. And it, the criteria was it had to be like individually wrapped packages or something. Like I couldn't just put like loose jelly beans for some reason. Well, that could was be razor like, blades in there. Nah, yeah, exactly. It was because of the sure. razor blades. It's like um, Halloween. So, yeah, exactly. So it had to be, it's things that were in a package and I did find some stuff that was 
in a package. Um, it, it wasn't the specific thing she was looking for, but you know what? Easter still went on. Everybody, everybody got their baskets. Everybody's happy, so we're we're good. We just didn't record a podcast. Okay, so back to the Gur report. We have to catch up because we did play two rounds together where Gurs were hit, birdies were made. So where are we at going into today? Let's start there. Just the just the number. Yeah, give me the give give me the raw number going into today. Oh, going into these last. <laughs> Going into my round today. Correct, today. Okay, yeah. Um, I think it was 14. Oh, okay. So you had 14 through March and a little bit of April. And then what happened today? Are we north of 20? <laughs> I only played one round of golf today. Uh, not six. Um, for first hole, it, it was great. Um, so our mm. last round, we played Joe, as you know. A hit. Well, you, you skipped over our, our golf together, so it was ten going into our golf. Um, oh, we, and you hit we two played the, each. We played. We played the first round. You witnessed me go zero for eighteen, and <laughs> after that, that oh, round, that's right that's after right. that round, I said, "Joe, all right, we're gonna we're gonna put some cash on my over under for my greens tomorrow." I said, "It's it's three point five. and you instantly said, "Okay, well, I'm gonna put money on a zero point five three putts for me," which which just told me that you felt not only. Zero percent confident that I was going to hit four greens or more, but you felt bad for just taking my money like so blatantly that you were you were basically giving it back to me. I um, told which, you then you which were, was you were kind of me. You were misinterpreting that completely. I just wanted well, to have a uh, similar bet that is attainable but out of the realm of what I normally unlikely. do in a round of golf because I three-putt the first green, I believe, the second green. I, I hit the second green in regulation. I three-putt it, so I lost it to you. Anyway, I digress. Continue. Well, I, that was my Michael Jordan moment because I was like I, – I took I took offense to that, and I did go out the next mm. day, and I hit four greens in regulation. So I was up to 14. And today, that takes us to today, first hole. I'm not going to give you the whole blow-by-blow, blow, but just bear with me. Okay. Hit my drive. I get it out there. Got a pitching wedge into the green. Mm. Hit it great. 20 feet for birdie. The first hole, I'm like, this is this is great. There's, there's one green regulation. I'm not going to get shut out again. Uh, let's see how many I can rack up. Uh, second, third. Uh, no, that was it. Just the one green today. We're at 15 now. Uh, the, the last 17 holes, I just kind of mail it in. You know, I had already gotten what I came there for. Just get so. it to the clubhouse so just, at that point. <laughs> exactly. Just got to get, just got to steer it home. So just the one today. Uh, and it wasn't the first hole. It feels like seven years ago. Um, but that's all right. All right. So you're at 15. You have two weeks left in the month of April. Do you, do you feel like you're going to be able to get it over 20 for the mar the, the months of March and April combined, and, no, because I'm I'm not. Uh, I usually play one round of a week, and, and next yeah. week is off the table. Um, oh no! And then, uh, unless something cr really crazy happens, yeah, it's a no. Okay. Well, that is your GUR report for this week, an extended one. It's brought to you by T Box Coffee. Use promo code Turn Fifteen at checkout. Just a couple more pieces of administrative business. Um, Nick, we still have three people left in the At The Turn Survivor Pool. Do you remember that? I remember, remember that. Remember how we spent yeah. weeks talking about it, trying to get people into it, trying to collect money? Well, there's three people left, and all of them successfully made it through the Heritage. Um, my buddy, Francis, who I met last summer, good dude, one of my great friends, Chris Corbin, and then some person I don't know are the three people mm. left 
in their survivor pool, just a random patron. We appreciate that person being in. But still, the grand prize is up for grabs. And I'm excited to do that again next year because I think that, uh, I don't know. I'm going to start earlier that. trying to get people in there. Yeah, it's sure. fun. It's fun. It's It, it gives a sweat. Um, the other thing, Nick, is we are officially signed up for the Corner Club Open. Um, I saw that you chose to stop responding to texts from Romy about being being paired with him in the first round of the Corner Club Open, which I understand. It looks like you've taken care of this, and we don't need to worry about it anymore. Okay? It's we taken know care of. Well, it's taken those, care of. Though it's taken care of. Those texts okay. are coming through. Anything between the hours of 7 and 9 p.m. Eastern is like, if you get a one-word response oh, yeah. from me, that's, that's like, we're, we're doing great. Look, as someone who's experienced what that time in your life is, um, let's just hope it's sunny so we can have happy hour outside. We got to we gotta oh, yeah. burn up the energy, start the bedtime routine. Uncle Joe will stay downstairs, look at his Instagram until mom and dad are ready to hang out and have a box of wine. And that was the routine. That's right. Out in beautiful Cumberland, Rhode Island. Cute neighborhood, Nick. Very, very cute neighborhood you guys are in. I like it a lot. Thanks. Glad you like it. Okay. It's time. Much like our topic today, it's taken us a long time to get to the tee box, <laughs> put our peg in the ground, and discuss slow golfers. So I have three ways that I want to approach this. What makes a slow golfer? Am I a slow golfer? And the best way to confront a slow golfer that you know. And that is going to be the most difficult one of the three of these. So I want to save that for last, kind of wind our way up to it. Before we get into any of those... <clears throat> An opening diatribe for me, if you'll indulge me. Mm-hmm. No slow golfers know that they are a slow golfer. Every golfer would say they hate slow golf. No golfer will admit that they are a slow golfer. Maybe they say that they are routine-oriented, that they perhaps stick to the script, deliberate. No one would ever call themselves a slow golfer. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And that's like, it, it always makes me second guess myself because I'm out there playing and I'm like, well, if I were slow, I wouldn't know I was slow. It's right. It's, it's like if someone is like, does this dress make me look fat? And you're like, no, but if it did, I wouldn't tell you. And it's like, well, then that's not going to give them confidence that it doesn't. Right. So I'm like, I'm constantly like, am I, am I a slow golfer? Like, I, I don't want to rush, but I also like, I, one of these things in the list, I do too much of. And so um, I want to make sure I can make up for it. But I want you to just give me your your honest opinion. Am I slow? You, no, you're not. You're, you're, you're not a slow golfer. I wouldn't okay. call you a fast golfer, but I wouldn't call you a slow golfer either. Like, I never okay. think to myself, Nick plays fast, but I never think Nick plays slow. I think you have your routine. You stick to it. You don't waste time when it is time to prepare to get into the next shot. Um, I think that you do a lot of the things that we're going to talk about on this quiz for slow golfers here in a second in the positive and you avoid the negative ones as well. So, no, I mean, I've played more golf with you than probably most people over the last 10 years, certainly for a concentrated period a number of years ago. And I, I never thought to myself that you were a slow golfer. In fact, I think that's what made our foursome of me, you, Romy and Martinick um, a, a really good one out in Idaho is I don't think any of the four of us are slow. Um, it, it's just, it, wait, it's, what? I got, you don't think there. Wait, Martinick is glacial. He is. Yes. 
I do not remember that. He's a chess Glacial? master now. Yes, and he 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 is so slow. Wait a minute. Has he always been slow? I remember it at the last the last corner club open, being like, "Damn, what does he do that is slow?" I I I, I honestly don't remember this. He just it takes forever to hit a shot. I mean, it's it's that's like that's, he stands over it for a long time. I think he even before he stands into it, he like you know thinks about it. He stands behind mm-hmm. it. You know, he he whatever, and then yeah, stands over it for a while. I mean, yeah, I, I it's it's still fun to play with him, but yeah, he's he's slow. It's slow to hit his shot, which is one part of slow golf. Like there are other things that cause slow play that he doesn't do, but he he takes a long time to hit a shot. That's so interesting because I think out of the the I'll, I'll use our group again, the four of us. Because we were a group, we were in Idaho together. Uh, I think he is the most field player out of the four of us. Like I, th- I think even more than me, he is a field player. Like he has his swing, he does his swing, and it's either on or it's off. Like I, I, I just think that's the way he plays. I don't think Martinick is a big like mid round adjustment guy, which is why it surprises surprises me that you characterize him as okay. Now, now I'm going to watch out for this um, at yeah. the Corner Club Open and report back. I'm, we can I'm rehash it in that. in late June, early July. Yeah, for sure. That sounds great. Let's start with the I'm a slow golfer. Well, I mean, it's arrogant of me not to ask. Am I, am I a slow golfer? No, you're not. Am I a fast golfer? No. I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm right in the sweet spot. Yeah, I never felt like, I mean, we just played 36 holes together. Yeah. I never felt like I was like trying to keep pace with you, uh, or I never felt like I was rushing ahead of you. Sure. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and I think we played pretty quick. I mean, that's the thing, too. Like, ultimately... Like, I'll feel like, am I playing slow or whatever? And I walked 18 today. The last, you know, I was waiting on a, a good amount of holes, especially the last four. I was waiting pretty much for, for a group in the fairway, a group on the green felt slow. I was still done in three hours and 40 minutes, which I think is, I think is fine. Yeah, I, I, I think that's absolutely fair. If you're playing in four hours or less on a, you know, par 70-ish golf course, you're, you're doing fine. You're doing fine. It may feel slow. It may feel fast. But if you're under four hours, you're doing good. Okay. Here we go. Am I a slow golfer? Play along at home. First one. Is your pre-shot routine longer than 10 seconds? Now, what I mean by that is from the time that you walk up and approach the ball to making contact with the ball, are you over 10 seconds? Does that feel like a fair barometer, that amount of time, Nick? I think so. Now, do you does this... So, so you walk up, approach the ball. Like, I, I take some time behind the ball to line it up. Like, think about, okay, this is the club. This is my target. Okay, now I'm going to step into the ball. Now I'm going to take take it back. Are you talking about from the time you are begin selecting your target, all that stuff? That is the pre-shot routine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like standing up behind the ball. Because from this point, in my opinion, you should have the right arrow in the quiver. You should be ready to go, and then you should start the process of, here's where I want it to go. I'm standing up behind the ball, whatever the case may be. If that's a practice swing, whatever you have, 10 seconds. I think that is a fair amount of time to do what you got to do. Yeah, that sounds good. The one thing I'll say, if you're listening, um, which, you, which you are. Um, Audio medium. <laughs> sometimes you can take longer than that, and it's okay. Like, don't feel like if it's a, if it's a shot where you're just not comfortable or or like, the wind picks up or you just realize there's a hazard or you, for whatever reason, like once aside, you need to like hit the reset button. Don't feel like, oh, well, I'm over my 10 seconds. I got to rush. Like that's probably going to cause even more delays because of too many shots. Um, but like generally speaking, yes, 
10 seconds. I agree with that. I agree with that. However, I do have a caveat. Okay. Allow me. Yeah. People oftentimes will look at a birdie putt or an eagle putt a lot longer than they'll look at a par putt or a bogey putt. Why are you doing that? It's the same. It's it's it is still a stroke. The bogey putt is just as important as a birdie putt. I know. I know that this is a existential philosophical difference that we have, but a bogey putt is just as important as a birdie putt. Someone on this podcast might even argue more important than a birdie putt. That's all I'm going to say. No, I I agree with that 100. percent I I feel like you're just more invested in a birdie putt because nobody sure. nobody nobody when you get home is asking how many bogeys or pars you made, <laughs> but they're like, did you make any birdies? And you're like, man, if I if I <laughs> I got a birdie report to give later, I'd really like to, to make this birdie and tell them <laughs> that I made a seven foot putt. Uh, so you're just more invested. In it. it has more of your attention, and you the fear of missing it is greater, even though it shouldn't be. It it should not be. Well, why don't we why don't we revise this slightly and say the average length of time over the course of a round that you should have in your pre shot routine is ten seconds. If you're taking yes. tap ins, short putts, maybe driver off the tee, you act a little bit more quickly. Whatever the case may be, you spend a little bit more time on a weird shot where you got to hit a flop over a bunker. Whatever the case, average of ten seconds. Fair. Yeah, exactly. Okay, we got there. But, Next but if one. you pull out your stopwatch, you're already you're already going to be. A You've already player. failed. You've yes. already failed. All right. The next one. Do you play ready golf when appropriate? I am shocked at how few people play ready golf the right way. Let me give an example. Let's say you're playing a medium sized par four, 350 yards. All four of you are in play about the same length out. Let's say you're all about, you know, anywhere from 220 to 260 out. You're staggered a little bit, different parts of the fairway. If the first person is hitting their shot from 140 in, and you are the farthest up, and you are out of their line of sight, you should be at your ball. You should not be waiting behind everybody. Everyone should be at their ball unless the first person hitting is in the way, unless you are in the way of the first person hitting, right? So if you're off to the left, if you're in the middle and that person's off to the right, everyone should be at their ball, at least thinking about their shot. It shouldn't be a let's all wait for this first person, then the second person, let's all wait for this person. You should at least be thinking about your club, thinking about where you are, starting to make moves before it is actually your turn, and that way that 10-second aggregate will even out throughout the course of the round. Yeah, that's that's a huge way to save time, of course. Uh, I feel like most people do that. Like I, I'm <clears throat> the opposite. I feel like most people... Who I've been paired with in the last couple of years do a good job of playing ready golf. Like they, they don't get mad if I hit out of turn, if, if I'm just ready, uh, they sometimes I'll be walking like 70 yards ahead of them. Yeah. Don't mind. Or, I or, think or that's vice fine. versa. And it's great. It's, it's great because like everyone's out there trying to, trying to get home and put dinner on the, on the table for their family. Um, so I, I think that the people I've played with have done a pretty good job of that. I think too many people interpret ready golf as, on the tee box, someone being able to tee off who didn't make the lowest score in the previous hole. That is right. such a and then small they think their job fractional. Is done. Yeah, that is such a small fractional aspect of ready golf. If someone is like, you know, chipping across the green and really struggling and you have a 30 foot birdie putt, line it up and take a whack at it, baby. You know, if yeah. if, if you have four feet and, and you're the closest to the hole, but you're not in anyone else's line and people are still chipping, just go ahead and tap it in. I mean, take your time. Don't rush your shot, but if it's appropriate to go ahead and putt out and you finish, that's going to save everyone else time and you can make up for someone who might be the slow golfer on that hole because let's face it, there's going to be a situation where 
everyone in the group, no matter how fast they play, is going to be the slow golfer by virtue of struggling in a hole. You have to look for yeah. their tee shot. They're making a triple. Whatever the case may be, we've all been there. So help everyone else out. Yeah, it's perfect. Anything else on ready golf? No. All right, the third one then. Does it seem like to you, this, this, I just want to go to my Jeff Foxworthy voice. You might play slow if. Do you think everyone in the group that you are in is playing fast? Does it feel like everyone's really playing fast and this is this pace is really weird? Guess what? You're playing too slow then. That's all that that's, means. That is the, that's the best way to sum it up. It's so good. It's just, it's like, oh, if three other people are, are playing so quickly. No, it's not the three. It's the one. Um, that sums it up. That's so good. I if it feels like the, the group behind you is playing really fast, it's probably the same thing too. That's right. If everyone else on the golf course is playing fast, they're not playing fast. You're playing slow. Just really think about it. And look, this may feel judgy to certain people. And if you're feeling this is the fourth, if you're feeling judged right now by what I'm saying, you also might be a slow golfer. Okay. If these things sound really foreign and strange to you, you might be a slow golfer. And look, this isn't to make you feel bad. This isn't to ostracize you. This is just to positively change habits moving forward. We're just trying to ultimately the, the goal of this podcast is to grow the game. Nick, I think that was our mission when we started this, right? Grow the game. That's, that's the only reason we're doing it. Yeah. It's the only reason we're doing it. Okay. The fourth one, small but important when putting, do you put your bag or cart in the direction of the next tee box? Are you cheating towards the next hole when you're on the green? And if you don't know, ask. Someone's going to have local knowledge. If you can't figure it out, if there's a long distance between the green and the next tee box, just figure out where it is. Don't put your bag in front of the green. My God, nothing will piss people off more than when you put your bag right in front of the green before you start to try to putt out into the hole. Yeah. I actually hit into uh, a couple ladies a couple years ago who did that exact nice. thing because I was waiting on them and I didn't know. I didn't know. Uh, I, I knew they were on the green. The flag was out. I could. I didn't have like great view of everything. It was some sort of obstruction. Uh, I'm sure it wasn't a tree or anything. Um, and I saw the flag go back in the hole. I waited another you know minute or two hit my shot. Um, and it turned out they had parked their bags like, I don't know, 10 yards short of the green, probably because that's where they chipped from. And then we're walking back and then we're walking back past the green the other way. Uh, so I did hit into them and I was like, sorry. But really, I was like, you should be apologizing to me. Did they? No. no. Did you ever confront them or talk to them later no, on? Around? No, uh, no, no, no. I just, I just. Well, you're out. a class guy. You wouldn't do that. No. This is a sort of a um, sub point to this one. Don't figure out your scores on the green. You've got a perfectly mm. open tee box to do that. There's no yes. reason to pull out the abacus and the calculator and talk out who, who owes a skin, who got the sandy, who got the water ball. Figure that out yeah. on the tee box. You, if, if you're doing that on the green, you are doing it incorrectly. The last thing a golfer who's waiting in the fairway wants to see is the group on the green doing the air pointing to the spot where they hit every shot to try to count up if they made a double or a triple on that hole. You're exactly right. Take, Move on. Get off of that hole. Do all your math. Open your granola bar. Drink your water. Jot down the scores. Hand over your dollars on the next tee box. 
Real quick tangent. This is something that I get shit for from my current foursome is being able to know what score everyone has made on the whole before they tell me. I think it is bizarre that everyone is not able to do this. Nick, I swear to God, with you right now, with even with how much Makers I drank on that golf course, I could tell you every single shot that I hit at Crystal Lake when we played, what, nine days ago? Is that crazy to be able to recall well, that? I just assume every golfer is this way. To your own your own shots or everybody else's? I can recall my own shots right. from the round last week. I could probably do a lot yeah. of yours. But like I'm talking about when you play the hole and you're keeping score, do you have a good idea of what everyone else is doing on that hole? Um, not really. No, I don't. Mm. And I will tell you this, Joe, not not to burst your bubble, but please. Um, you calculated four nines of mine and you calculated three of them wrong. So um <laughs> you know, let's not let's not get uh a little too cocky there. Okay, interesting. So perhaps um uh able to do it but incorrectly yeah you, you do it re- and, and really quickly um but but just not <laughs> really quickly accurately. and really incorrectly okay so that is um that's something that i need to work on again this isn't a <laughs> this is a judgment-free zone that we're in i have to work on that the slow players have to work on their slow play are you ready for the next one yeah if you're the, we're still on the green if you're the first to hole out on the green do you become Captain Flagstick. Now, what I mean by that is, I think we're at a point now where most people prefer the flag out, certainly on shorter putts. When you get inside 15 feet, I think that's sort of the standard again, coming out of the pandemic. Once you're the first person to hold out, maybe even the second, depending on the the rhythm, do you go to the flagstick and are you in charge of it? Are you the person that's going to put it back in the hole? You hold it and let everyone know to prevent the final person from holding out from having to be the one that puts the flag back into the cup. What do you think of this one? It's so good. I I have some work to do on this area too. I don't know if you noticed mm. if I if I did this or not when we were playing, but I do know a specific time a few probably like 5 years ago now. I didn't do it. I was just oblivious and I I should have I mean I I knew better, but I just wasn't like paying attention at the moment and like I I didn't do it and I was playing with these two other randoms and like one of them nodded to the other like Oh, look, look, he did it again. And I was like, it was like the 17th hole. And I was like, I knew exactly in that moment, like, oh, I, I should have grabbed the flag stick and I didn't. Um, so, yeah, I, I've got some work to do there, but it's so good. You should it should just be second nature. You're the first to hold out. You go right for that flag stick. You hold it. You cherish it and you judge everyone else's putts and, and you put that thing back and you get to the next hole. Now, that's interesting. Do you think that that passive aggressive nod has led to a change in behavior because a little bit later we're going to try to solve slow golfers and how we communicate this to them. Did that help? Was that a, was that a helpful tactic? Yeah, I mean it stuck with me like all sure. these years later. I again, I'm not I'm not perfect because I couldn't tell you if I did it every time when we played or or not at all or you know just here and there. Like I feel right. like I know to do it and I think I probably do, but again, I I play most of my golf by myself. So right. like I, I, you know. When I when you start throwing other people in the mix, like these these like mannerisms and things, like sometimes I'm just they're just completely over my head. I'm just not I'm just not aware that I'm doing them or not. No, that's fair. And this last one, Nick, is a good one. You added it. Do you want to take it? So where are you in relation to other groups? It kind of goes back to the, like if everyone around you is playing fast, but they're not really playing fast. So if if group behind you is is playing really fast and they're hitting into you all day or if 
the group ahead of you was was you know ahead of you for the first couple of holes and you haven't seen them in a half an hour or an hour or or whatever like you're playing too slow and i was playing today and i was waiting the first few holes i was i was behind a twosome and so i was just kind of taking my time which i kind of like i kind of like it when there's a group there that's kind of setting the pace i don't feel like i have to rush so i was kind of taking my time and then i noticed like after the f- fourth fifth hole they had you know i wasn't up them anymore like you know they had gotten some space then I'm on the sixth hole. And I think I see them putting on the seventh green, which is a par three. So I was hitting my, my approach into a par five. They're putting on this par three already. Like, man, I must be really playing slow. So I'm like, all right, yeah, I got to pick it up. And I know I only hit one green today, but this this par five, I I, I, I flushed a five iron in there. And um, it, it was it was on the fringe. It was like two feet from from doubling my green regulation total. And I'm like, okay, that'll, that'll, that'll pick up the pace. And then I'm walking down. And I see them walking off the green. And the, the people putting on, on the par three was was a completely different group. I was just in my head. There was two groups in between. Uh, yes. I was just completely in my head about, about playing slow. I wasn't playing slow at all. Now I was hitting into this, this father and son, um, which I, I, I came over. So so I wasn't really playing slow, but I was in my head about, about playing slow. But I walked over to the next tee box because it was the, the son was probably in high school. And I, I just said, hey, guys, I'm really sorry I hit into you. I thought. I had a hallucination that you were putting on this green already and that I was playing slow and I'm really sorry. And they were like totally cool with it. But um, yeah, so just be aware of where the groups around you are. And if if the group ahead of you is if there's an entire hole, you're playing too slow. Spatial awareness is important on the golf course. It's important in life. You just got to know where you are in relation to other people. Just be aware of your surroundings. There's a lot going on on a golf course. Just keep your head on the swivel. Smell the roses. Lee Trevino says this all the time. It's good to be focused on your shot when it's your time to hit, but smell the roses, see what's going on around you, and make haste when it's time to act. Well, that was our slow golfer quiz. If you were disagreeing with all of those, you might need to take a long look in the mirror because you might be a slow golfer. I think we covered a lot of what makes a slow golfer, Nick, but I think a few of these that we had on the list um, still apply. I want to start at the bottom because you added this one and it's hilarious. Can you say um, real, real, real quickly, what do you think makes a slow golfer? Too many shots. Too many I shots. mean, look, not all bad golfers are slow. And you can you can shoot a fast 102. It, it yes. can be done. But the more shots that, that you hit, the longer it takes. And I say this to say like, yes, that that is true. But also like, if you feel like you're rushing and you you're not you're guaranteed to not hit a good shot, like over the course of 18 holes, you could probably take a little bit more time and hit fewer shots and save time overall. Um, not to say you should have a very slow routine, but like take your time so you feel like you're gonna hit a good shot. Because too many I, shots is, is is not any better than like fewer slower shots. That just reminds me of uh, a couple things. First of all, I think it's the company G4, very expensive European golf apparel company, makes the hat play bad fast. And then someone who was my, well, they're still kind of a tangential golf partner. She is a 70-year-old woman, and she's like a 30 handicap, and she shoots probably 112. And she's the fastest player I've ever played with in my life. No practice swings, no lining it up. She puts the peg in the ground, ball on the tee, and gives it a whack, gets to the green, does the same thing. It is a joy to play golf with her. And it's uh, it, it, too many shots for most people, yes. For her, she's kind of the exception to the rule. But I agree. Yeah. Uh, just 
play better. If you play better, you're going to play faster. Yeah. And a lot of a lot of people can take a lot of shots and still play quickly. I completely agree. Number one on my list. This is a big one. And I don't think enough people really think about it. Be about it, please. Idle chit chat. When it is your turn to hit or when it is time to move or when it is time when you've transitioned from conversation to the fairway or the green being open, find to continue the conversation, but do so in motion. You have to constantly be aware of what's happening around you. You can't be talking to me about anything when it's your time to hit unless you're actively putting your ball on the ground, taking a practice swing, pausing the conversation for four seconds while you swing, and then continuing the conversation. Nothing frustrates you more than people are just talking when it is their turn to hit. The only thing you have to think about on a golf course is, is it my turn to hit? Is it not my turn to hit? Great. Is it my turn to hit? I need to hit. Those are the only things that matter on the golf course. Is it my turn or not? And if it is, you better be taking your turn. This one is insane to me. And I I have run into this quite a bit out here. Like, it will be somebody's turn to hit. And it's not even just sometimes continuing a conversation. It's like striking up a new conversation. While yeah. Like, How have we changed to topics? <laughs> like, what are you doing? Did you What did you come here for? Because I came here to get, get this ball in the hole and go home and eat dinner. Like, what are we doing? Well, and what kills me about idle chit-chat and when it's your time to hit, think of a football game, right? They always talk about, like, if a football game is 60 minutes, the actual action is, like, four minutes, right? Think about the length of a time you're on a golf course and how much time you're actually hitting the golf ball. Like, if you compressed all of your actual shots, you're probably talking, like, five minutes at the most. You have so much time to converse out there. It boggles my mind that people are trying to do it when it is time to hit the golf ball. You have so much time to talk and so little time to hit the golf ball. When it's your turn to hit, hit the fucking ball. It's, it's so good. Okay. I think I've ranted enough on that one. <laughs> um, not getting into your routine quickly enough. I think this is all part and parcel with what we're talking about, right? It's just spatial awareness. Like we talked about on the ready golf, just walk up to your ball. If you can safely do so, um, is this the third round of the U.S. Open? Do you have a two-shot lead over Scotty Scheffler? I think you can take the tee box if you know someone else made a par and you made a bogey. I think you're probably going to be okay there. Just get into your routine more quickly, especially if you're not seeing groups in front of you or if the marshal's mm-hmm. up your ass. Like These are little things you can do to pick up the pace of play. Yes. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. On the greens. So, so one that's yeah. not even on here. The, the, the biggest yeah. one... The biggest one, it's not even on this list, but I, I just got to say it. It's it's, it's lost balls. Um, searching oh, for lost balls. Yes. Is, Preach. It, it's, the, it's, it's the reason there's slow golf. And so you can get three or, or a foursome of weekend warriors, bogey golfers, you know, getting out there, trying to break 90 or 100. And that's going to be slow because, like, even if – it only takes one golfer every single hole. <laughs> Like I've played with, with some friends who are in the same boat and it's like, oh my God, after three holes, it's like we've spent 40 minutes looking for balls that we're never going to find. And we've got the whole county waiting to tee off and we're running low on golf balls. We're never going to get through this. So lost, lost balls in searching is such such a time suck. And I will say that a nice golf professional gave you and I a 
sleeve of Strixon oh. Tour Divide golf balls, which give you a headache watching them. But they're if if, if you're spending a lot of time looking for golf balls, they are very easy to track 300 yards down uh, down the the fairway. So maybe invest into those. But lost balls in searching is such a gut punch for slow play. I give up more quickly than I should in looking for lost balls because of the frustration of how much time I know we're wasting. Like for, for, for my mental health, I would way rather just play the provisional and take a double and move on rather than find this ball that's in a sticker bush, risk my health to try to save a bogey. Like one shot is not going to make that much of a difference. And so help me God, when I see someone pull out the extender golf ball retriever, I just want to go back. I want to walk to the to the clubhouse, not even ask for a rain check. Just get in my car and drive home. Nothing aggravates me more. Why do you want these shitty top flights that have been sitting in the bottom of this thing for 20 years? I've never understood that. You will find <laughs> golf balls in the course of your round. It's okay. Call off the search party more quickly. Three minutes. Nine, let's let's chop that in half to 90 seconds. Okay. You're you're absolutely right. Looking for lost you balls. Always know if you're gonna. You always know if you're gonna find it. Walk yeah. to where you think it is. It's either there or it's not. Like, it's 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 pretty much it. That is it. Um. Okay. What else do we have on here? Routine is too long. We kind of hit that. You wrote greens exclamation point. Do we already hit what you wanted to cover in terms of the greens? No. This is. Oh, this go. is. Um. Just from marking your ball to reading your putt from all angles to yeah. lining it up to uh, I'm not really comfortable with that line. Let me reline it up. Um, and then, Are you away? Is, so, it, is it me or you? Yeah. I was, it? You, oh, go ahead. Oh, you can, you can finish. Well, it's me, but I, I don't want to stand on your line. Oh, I'm going to mark. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, you hit your putt. You got, you got two feet. Um, I'm going to mark it and then let, let everybody else go. And like, no, just look, look at the grass. Figure out which way it's going to go, hit it in that direction, um, tap it in, and move on. Like that, That's it. I know I should use a line on my golf ball, and I've tried. I've experimented it with it this year, using a line to putt. I, I like the feel of doing it. I like the look. It, it, I like the process. But the problem is I can't do it because I line it up from behind the ball. I think I have the perfect line. I stand over it. I'm like, nope, it's too far right. I go, I go back. I move it a little bit. It looks good standing over it. I hit it. Oh, nope. I was right the first time. Should have trusted it. I, I just can't do it. I just can't do it. I need to have the freedom to move my line when I'm That's standing right. over the ball. Even if I'm moving it from the right line to the wrong line, it's it's 10 times quicker. It's way more comfortable. I need to be able to do that. Just pick it up on the greens, people. Just, just pick it up. Like If you're waiting on a group, and you watch what's taking them so long, it's always on the greens. Like, why does it take a foursome so long to put their balls into the hole? It should not. It shouldn't. And this, this is the same thing with ready golf. That's that that's a part of it, too. Like, I understand if you want to see the the ball on both sides. Like, if you want to read up, if you want to read the putt from behind the ball, if you want to read the other side, I understand but you got to find a way to do that in an efficient manner. Like you can't be holding up people. If you want to read both sides of the ball, just act more quickly. Yeah. You get, you get three per round. You get one per side plus a, plus a bonus, uh, you know, full, full read. That's it. Yeah. I probably only do it on downhill putts just because I want to make sure is this flying speed or not. I'll say this before we move on to how we actually confront slow golfers, which is 
the important part of this podcast. Dustin Johnson said it well. I saw an old clip of him that was reposted, I think, by Scratch this week because of slow play and Patrick Cantlay stuff. They said, Dustin Johnson, why do you play so fast? And he kind of shrugged and he said, well, there's two outcomes for every golf shot. You're either going to hit it good or hit it bad. So why take a long time thinking about it? Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's great. So true. It's so true. Two outcomes, good or bad. Quit thinking about it for so long. Nick, I have been racking my brain trying to think of a good way to do this. If you have a slow golfer in your life, how do you start the conversation of letting them know they're a slow golfer for the purpose of hoping that they change their wicked ways? Have you thought about this at all? Do you have, I have, I have a couple ideas and maybe we can land the plane as this conversation evolves. I, I have no idea. I mean, if, if I felt, if I was playing with a group that I felt was just slow, I would, I think non-verbally, like I think walking 50 yards ahead of them, um, pretty much sends the, t- sends the tone. See, no, you know, well, there were some clips. I don't know if you saw the clips of Victor Hovland. He was like, it was the, uh, 13 green specifically on Sunday. Pat Cantlay, um, was, was walking up. Like he's like a hundred yards back. He just hit his third shot and Vic is already chipping his third, like while Patrick is like 80 yards away. So Victor Hovland tried to do that. And I think that goes back to the original point of slow golfers don't know they're slow. There has been a media blitz on Patrick Cantlay saying that he is a slow golfer. He still does not think he is a slow golfer. There's no way that he does. So the key is to impress upon them in a very upfront way that they are a slow golfer. Now I'm trying to take the tact of this is someone that you know well that is a slow golfer. I think you have to go about it in a non-confrontational but blunt way. I would never do it on the golf course while it is happening. I think perhaps after the round, trying to bring it up in an organic way, like, man, that that took a long time out there today, didn't it? And kind of seeing how they respond and kind of getting there, feeling them out. Like, like to see if think, they think it was slow too. Like you think if if Martinick is 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 slow, you'll get a tub with him after the round and be like, so what are you thinking about before you hit your shot? Yeah, that's a great start. It's like okay. so like th- th- this is great. I, I love where this is going already. So we're having a tub afterwards. We're having a nice beer. It's air conditioned. We're we're comfortable for the first time in like five hours. Boy, we were just grinding our asses off to shoot a best ball 79 out there the first round of the corner club. Here we are. We're so excited. The Cal Cut is about to start. I got Martin to myself. We have a tub and say, hey, buddy, I, it's been a lot of time since I played with you. I don't remember you being that deliberate out there. You know, have you always been that way? What are you thinking about out there? Martin, you know, gives a very Martinick answer, kind of nonchalant. And I'm like, you know, I don't want to like sit here and accuse you of being like a very slow player, but. I just don't remember it taking that long with you. Do you do you feel like you play slow? It kind of it kind of direct it back to them. But then it gets to the problem of people don't know they're a slow golfer. So like I don't know of a way to do this that's not incredibly confrontational that also gets through to this person, you know? Yeah. I think that's the problem is you can say like, man, that was a slow round, and they'd be like, you know, oh yeah, those those guys ahead of us. Like right. Cantley was like, yeah, the, oh well, we were waiting on eighteen, so like that must mean that we we played fine. Like I don't know, is that true? Like if 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 you're slow, but you catch the group ahead of you, like on the last hole, like does that does that right the wrong? I don't know, and and it's very true because you can't really beat around the bush and change somebody's perception of of their speed of play. 
Right. They have to make them. You have to make them. Give them some sort of strong feeling, like 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 when 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 that one guy head nodded and looked over at the flag stick and looked at his buddy. I was like, damn. That, that hurts. Like I, I really dropped the ball. Like I really did something wrong. Like it was a strong emotional connection to that memory. And now I remember it. So you can't just be like too casual. Cause they'll right. just be like, they'll just blow it off and never thinking about it again. Well, I just thought of, um, and I mean, this in a good way, the most confrontational person in my life. If the announcer of this show, Lacey Evans had to deal with a slow golfer, I think she would just literally just say, why do you play so slow? And just be like completely direct about it. Like it wouldn't be rude. It wouldn't be condescending. You'd just be like, well, why do you, why do you play so slow? Yeah. Why don't you and play I think, faster? yeah, why don't, why don't you play faster? And then maybe you get into a real conversation and maybe, maybe we should stop being so cowardly. I'm saying myself mostly and just say, Hey, why do you, why do you play so slow? And they say, well, I'm not slow. And be like, well, you are, you are slow. Everyone knows you're slow. We've been talking about it for years. Finally, I have the courage to say to you right now, after the first round of the Corner Club Open, Martinick, you are a slow golfer. And just see what they say. Yeah, that could that could be it. Poor Martinick. I mean, maybe I'm just misremembering. Maybe he's... I think you... I don't think Martinick is snow. We're, we're, we're just using him as the example. Yeah. And maybe this is the opportunity. If we play the first round with Martinick and he is dreadfully slow, maybe we put this to the test. Maybe we need to start being the solution, Nick. We're not the problem, but we can be the solution here. You know what the the reason it's hard to find a problem is be, or to find a solution is because it's like sitting in traffic where like mm. everybody around you is probably not the problem. The problem could be it, like they've done research and one golfer like out early in the like whatever if they're slow it's going to slow down the entire day and round. So if you just get one person out there who's oblivious or losing a lot of balls or one group who is is like yeah. I described earlier where you know, three quarters of the time, each of them might be, you know, making par and bogey. But if every hole, one player is constantly searching for a ball, that's going to slow everything down. It could be, it could be 10 holes ahead of you. So like in the corner club open, it's going to be slow. And like, you could say, Marnock, you're playing sure. slow. And it could be like, yeah, maybe I am taking a long time over the ball, but also like there's two groups, you know, a group in the fairway and a group on the green and a group on the next tee box. So like, am I slowing anybody down or is like right. somebody that you can't see and hear and, and feel is slowing everybody down? Yeah, I per, perhaps that's not the best time because it's going to be a very slow round no matter what. But I do think being incredibly direct is the best way to go about it. I don't think little jokes, little snide remarks are going to do it. You have to be incredibly direct. Look the person in the eye. Be convicted in what you're thinking. I know you're not you're you're, you're not a Seinfeld guy, right? <sighs> no. Okay, so there's re- real quick, and then we can move on. There's an episode where George's girlfriend is beautiful, but she has a large nose, and they want to tell her that she needs a nose job, but they said that they won't do it. Kramer will do it. Kramer will just see her because he's such a blunt, straightforward person, and he comes in and he says it right away, and it takes, and she gets a nose job, and yada yada yada. You go from there. But that's what you need is that very direct person in your life who's willing to say, "You are a slow golfer. Why do you play slower? Just play faster." Easier yeah. said than done, but I think yes. that's ultimately what it comes down to. That's it. And I think have we solved have anything here. No, nothing. We just have to deal with it. Yeah, because even if even if like the Martinick in your life starts playing faster, you're there's still going to be a Martinick, a slow player, a group ten like one of the seventeen groups ahead of you. You know, like in order to really make a change, like 
literally everybody has to be able to do it. And it only yeah, takes but one I? slow group. Well, wait a minute. Anywhere should on I, the golf course. Should I not recycle because climate change is untenable? Come on, Nick. We can still no, try to I, impact the You the can, micro. but I'm saying you can, but I'm saying have you have we solved anything? Well, I'll tell you what, let's make a pact and we'll check back in in six months. We're both going to find a slow golfer in our life and we're going to confront them. And I challenge <laughs> you out there at the turn patrons, find the slow golfer in your life and confront them. Be totally blunt. Tell them they are a slow golfer. You owe it to them. You owe it to yourself. You owe it to the game of golf, for God's sakes. Yeah, let us let us know how it goes, too. Please let us know how it goes. Reach out on our various social media platforms. All right. That took a long time. I'm going to zip through our Mad Golfer of the Week. It's brought to you by Piper Golf. Use the promo code TURNTEN at checkout for 10% off everything at piper.golf. Golf balls for plus ones and 25s for much, much less than a Titleist or Callaway. The season is here. Stock up. Using promo code TURN10 at checkout at piper.golf, we go to Burville, Rhode Island, Crystal Lake Golf Club, the site of Nick's wedding and our recent round of golf together. Nick, such big props to Crystal Lake Golf Club. The restaurant and bar were open at 11 a.m. on a Wednesday when it had no business being open. It was freezing outside. There was like 12 people on the golf course, and still we got a hot sandwich and delicious drinks. Thank you so much to Crystal Lake Golf Club. That was not the experience of our Mad Golfer of the Week. Jeff Stepanian, quote, beautiful course if you can get by the miserable Rangers. Sunday, August 1st, 6 a.m., we had two foursomes, four fathers and four sons. We play four-man scramble to make sure our fathers keep up the pace. Ouch. We teed off on first hole, and immediately the Ranger came up to us and told us we have to keep it moving, which is fine. I get it. But we were on the green and two and birdied, so it felt a little weird that he had come up to us. <laughs> Did you hear I birdie on the first hole? Guys, I birdied the first hole. About seven holes later, a different Ranger pulls his cart up to my group in fairway as we were about to hit and just watches us. Not a very comforting feeling. After we hit, he tells us if he catches us playing a scramble again, we're getting thrown out. Was very, very rude as if we did something wrong. We play every Sunday at different courses and we know golf etiquette. He was very rude while telling us we couldn't play a scramble and didn't explain why. There was no one behind us in sight. We play very fast while playing a scramble. Less swings, less divot time. I'm not sure what his problem was, but we had a bad experience in a frustrating round. We all paid. We all bought gear at Pro Shop. We all bought food and we regret it. Hey guys, this round sucked. You want to get a hat so we can remember it? <laughs> <laughs> we will be putting this experience out there so others don't have to go through this uncomfortable round. The man at the Pro Shop was super friendly, along with the woman at the food stand. 73 and 75 is what the two teams shot, by the way. I just feel like Jeff wants to let us know what a good golfer he is. Um, <clears throat> that would be surprising if they were playing a scramble and the Ranger had an issue with it. If you're playing a scramble for yeah. play reasons, like actually... The first like golf experience I had was like at a clinic. Like I was a beginner, and and the pro was like, "If you suck, just play a scramble and yeah. pick up the pace and hit shots, and don't worry about finding them." <laughs> yeah, like, that seems like a good idea. Seems like a really good idea. Apparently, the marshals were not having it, according to Jeff Stepania, our mad golfer of the week. Well, let's close up shop as we always do with Nick Rules! Brought to you by Matchstick Golf. Use promo code TURN20 at checkout. Theme song. We're not even working on it anymore. Uh, Joe, who do you think is responsible if you hit a bad shot and it 
crashes through a window of a neighboring house. By God, the homeowner. That's right. Did you know that? I did is not that, know that. Is that right? <laughs> it is right. Oh, wow. So this week's Nick Rules takes you to a, – it's a legal version. It's it's more like Nick Nick Law. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I did research this, this topic. Um, who's responsible for damage from errant golf shots? And most of the time it is the homeowner. Uh, basically what it comes down to is who was there first, right? So if there's a golf course – and then a developer builds houses all over it. Like the golf course was there first. So you know that you're assuming this risk. And if you purchase a house on a golf course, you assume the risk of like, hey, there's a golf course right here. Um, my house might get hit. There are exceptions. So there's an exception for intent. So if you're like, oh, this is a green light to just blast away at the neighbors. No, uh, it, it must be errant. If it's if, if that's your intent, then, then you're liable. Um, if the house was there first and they built a golf course around it, then the, the roles are flipped and like the, the house has like the I was here first kind of um, argument. So then the golf course would be would be liable. And then also if this is I would love I would love to watch a documentary of a trial arguing this uh, exception. If the golf course is so so poorly designed that it puts the, the houses in jeopardy. Um, so I suppose like I'm trying to envision this like. Like there's a par three, but there's like a house in between. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be that exaggerated, but but basically, the design of the golf course invites you to like take on hitting over a house or hitting through some. Yeah, if property. you're short par four, dog leg, and you're cutting a corner, so something like that. Exactly, exactly. Um, so those are. I mean, it, it can vary state wow. by state, case by case, but but for the most part, um, yeah, the homeowner is responsible. So the homeowner is responsible, but I have to assume, and I'm, I'm, I'm sorry if you didn't do this research. It sounds like it was mostly homes, but like if I hit a car on an adjacent road, that's on me, I'm pretty sure, because the car no, is just traveling on a street. No, they, 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 if they're driving on a road adjacent to a golf course, it's, it's the same thing. Um, the wow. other thing is if you, if you hit another golfer and, and cause injury to another golfer, same thing. That golfer assumed the risk of, of, golf balls potentially hitting them or be, you know, but again, you can't do it intentionally in, right. intent is a thing and you can't be reckless. So I think like if you yell for, there's no, yeah. there's no malicious or, or sure. reckless intent. So, so yeah. Wow. Fire away. Just, I'm, I'm what, what a great Nick rules folks. You can blast the ball anywhere. Even more reason to play quickly. You don't have to wait for that house or that car or that person to get out of the way. Just let it rip. According to Nikki Law, that is Nick Rules. Now, I think we did a pretty good job of breaking down slow play here. Um, it took, but us I'm long really it, it, it well. It, it, we, we did it slowly and deliberately. Mm -hmm. I really want us to go and confront a slow golfer in our life. Okay, I'm not six sure months from that. now. We're really. Yeah, I mean, maybe we'll see, but I, I I'm not committed to that. You're not committed to that. Now, why it's a not? Good idea. I don't know. I'm not 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 a super confrontational person, and I don't play a lot of golf with with other people. So sure, you know, I'm just more like, eh, I'll deal with it. Okay, we'll see. It's, I'm a I main. am going to I'm confront. You are going to. Do I'm going to confront main. a golfer in the next six months, and I challenge you to, as well. Hey, by the time this is dropped, everybody in the United States 
is posting, Nick. We did it. We made it to posting season for everybody. The golf season is here. If you're still listening, go to Piper Golf. Get some golf balls for the season. Piper.golf, promo code TURN10 at checkout. Goodbye. I'm Lacey Evans. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time at The Turn.